embark on a journey into the unknown, where two or more are gathered to discuss what you are afraid of. This is Nigel the Goat speaking, along with your host, Davey Wavy, and we welcome you to the Red Pill Cartel Podcast, where crazy feels like home. What's up, Cartel? Okay, so back for episode 101, and I have an awesome guest today. Her name is Ellen Red. You might have heard of her, you might have not, but if you haven't, gotta go check out her stuff. Uh, she'll give you readings. <clears throat> we discuss a lot of what it means to be awake and what you gotta do in this world when you are awake, and she's been doing this for a long time. Uh, being a, uh, you know, quote-unquote psychic medium. I know that would turn a lot off, a lot of people off, but when you hear what she has to say and what I have to say back to her, you will get it, you know? I, th- I hope you'll get it. Um, we're crazy, though, you know? So, you know, crazy is home here, right? On the Red Pill Cartel. So, without further ado, I, I give you Miss Ellen Red. And uh, you guys know what you got to do. Relax, smoke a couple dubs, drink a couple beers, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you so much, guys. Love you all. What's up, Cartel? Just a little bit of a message before we get the show started here. Um, I have a good friend, Melanie Schultz, uh, in the States. Uh, she has um, Hashimoto's uh, thyroiditis, and it affects every part of her body. So I threw up the uh, threw up. That sounded gross. Uh, I, I put up the uh, GoFundMe page for her um, in the show notes. The link is there. Uh, if you could kindly click on it and just throw a few bucks at her for her medical bills, it would be greatly appreciated. I would appreciate it. She would, and so would Nigel. And uh, God bless you all, and thank you so much. Welcome back, Cartel, episode 101. Um, it's been a couple weeks. I've had some guests flake out on me, not intentionally, but um, tonight I introduce you to Miss Ellen Red. And uh, welcome to the Cartel, Ellen. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I wasn't sure if you're going to make it or not, but you made it and it's going to be awesome. Uh, for those who don't know who you are, Give a little background on what it is that you do. Okay. Well, um, I'm obviously a starseed oracle. I am an awakened soul. I am a psychic medium and a twin flame and a twin flame guide. Um, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I guess there's a lot of (laughs) time. I'm a little bit of everything all in one. (laughs) There you go. Jack of all trades. (laughs) Yeah, I'm an enigma, I guess, if you want to call it that. That's great. Um, so you are in the Vegas area. Um, tell the cartel a little bit about what it's like to be living in that area and the goings on there at the moment. 
Um, well, you know, I guess it, I'm not sure your audience, what their, what their background is, but, uh, being a light worker and being a, an ascended soul here in this region is really interesting because obviously there's a big influence of, um, you know, dark forces in Las Vegas. And there's also a very large, um, collective of light beings here also. So there's certainly, a an influence of negative aliens and then there's also the light beings that are here and so it's very interesting there's a very powerful galactic uh um presence here i would imagine that um you using the word galactic you don't believe the earth is flat (laughs) (laughs) is this a trick question That's one of those questions that I I I oh, I don't even like to go into, but, <laughs> but I okay. say that that those of us that have astral traveled and come out of our bodies and stuff, I think you just start to understand that rather than it being flat or even being round, it's more of a, tor- a toro. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not exactly it's not exactly either if you want to put it that way. But again, as, as I've astral traveled and come out of body, I guess looking back at the earth, well, it looks round. <laughs> yeah. But what, what uh, perspective were you looking at it from, from outer space or just high up in the sky? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. also a, one of those subjects that's hard to prove, isn't it? What it's like to come out of your body and, and what you're looking at it. Is it, is it perspective or perception or is it, is it reality? Well, that's the thing. Like when I had my first uh, projection, I was about 13 years old, I think 12 or 13. Uh-huh. And um, when it, it happened on a Christmas day and it was at my brother's house, I was away from home. So like five hours away from home and it happened on Christmas morning. Cause I got there and I was so tired from the drive yeah. and I opened, we opened gifts and my dad and I took a nap and then it was it just happened and I traveled out of body and I went up, up and around the stairs around the corner. And I got so terrified that I zipped right back into my body and I woke up in a cold sweat and I, I was a zombie all day. And I tried to tell people what happened and they were, they just said, Oh, you're watching too many movies. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever watched a movie about astral travel, but whatever. <laughs> so I basically sat alone all day away from my family just like contemplating what the fuck just happened to me did you go in the astral realms or you just went up the stairs i just went up the stairs because i was too scared to go further (laughs) well that happens sometimes (laughs) it's happened more more often since like that happened when i was 12 or whatever Uh i'm I'm 43 now right right well it's happened like several more times and each time I, I leave, I, I go a little further than the last time I had one about three months ago. And I, I was like in some kind of a blue kind of space. And there was other people there talking about God or the gods. They're chatting about this thing and I couldn't really hear what they had to say. But when I came back to my body, I, I could still hear them echoing. Yeah, it's like a whisper. That was, whisper. That was wild because I was in my body and I could still hear what they were saying and it kind of faded away, right? Yeah. Oof. Well, good. That's giving you a, a lot of preparation here for, for walking in between the worlds. I hope so. 
<laughs> well, it is. It is. So keep going. It's, Don't be it's so like, <laughs> it's so funny because like when you talk to people about it, they're just like, wow, dude, that's like, that's intense. And I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if they think I'm batshit crazy or anything, but I don't care because I know my own experiences. Right. So right. I hold on to those and I, I just roll with it. <laughs> I, I've done the same thing. I've gotten so used to people thinking I'm nuts. I just don't give a rip anymore. I know what I know. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. sure. I know it. <laughs> exactly. So when did you first start to like realize in your, like, was it early on in your life? Were you raised religious? Uh, what did you come to an awakening point? I was I know born. I know uh, a lot of things. Yeah. You, you're kind of, you, I don't know if you followed me on YouTube or anything, but I was basically born a very, very awakened soul. Um, I was highly intuitive and highly psychic as a little child. And then, of course, I died when I was four and went to heaven and came back. And But I was very guided by spirit guides as a little child. And they were very, very, very powerful in my world. So I remember them showing me things ever since I was I can remember. And so I was... I was an activated soul. And then, of course, I had the death experience and drowned. And then I had a couple of other experiences in my life. But I was very psychic as a child. And then That's later wild. in life, yeah, in my 30s, I, I went through some more really profound experiences. And then I had a full-blown Kundalini activation and um, went through illumination, had all of my strands of DNA recalibrated and reactivated and... Uh, into 24 strands and I connected with my divine counterpart in the higher realms and then integrated that onto the earth. So I've had some high voltage, you know, um, activations in my life. And, but I know that ever since I was little, I was very much born for the great awakening. That's amazing. I, I feel like, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I feel like, like I've been like, I'm here for a purpose, you know, like I feel that purpose uh -huh. And I feel that, like, throughout my whole life, that things happen to me for a reason. Like, I look back on things that might seem insignificant, but they were very significant core memories. Mm -hmm. And those core memories are there for a reason. When I look back on them, I'm like, oh, my God, that's why that happened, you know? Absolutely. Your soul is totally guiding you. And, and everybody really that's on the earth plane right now is here for some specific role that they're going to be playing in this great awakening. It's a, it, this is a timeline where we need all hands on deck, you know, so sure. the more conscious people can get and the more that they can remember their soul and why they're here, the better off it's going to be for the whole collective. And it's conversations like since I started my podcast, I've noticed a lot of things about myself that really connect with what it is that I'm doing right now. I don't have a huge audience, <clears throat> but every time I, I converse with people such as yourself and every other guest I've had, I just feel that it's like very um, eye-opening and therapeutic. Every conversation that I have, it's just like soul building. We're soul, soul bonding. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And as you're connecting with other awakened souls, this goes for anybody that as you connect with awakened souls, it recalibrates your DNA and reactivates your DNA and recalibrates all of your molecules back into alignment with your soul. So any other soul that's had light body activations or any of that, it's going to activate others. 
Yeah, so, and you could I could feel it too every time. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like like this kind of natural buzz, if you will. Yeah. You know, like like the high that I get. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. It's that's why I say every time I get a podcast, I'm on a podcast, it's therapeutic for me because it's like I feel less crazy in a crazy world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you're doing a service to so many others as we as we put right. this information out. Because if you feel that way, well, guess what? Hopefully they're all feeling that way too. And there's always that handful that still thinks we're nuts. But, you know, especially when you start talking about the star seeds and things. I, I've gotten very used to being called every name in the book. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I serve the great divine. And, and um and uh, everybody at some point in time is going to come to a realization that, that this disclosure is real. Sure. Um, and I think, too, also that I, I, never, I never really have received much negative comments towards me for what I'm doing, uh -huh. um, from, especially uh, at my, my, my job, right? Like, people know what it is that I do. And I don't know if they're being cautious. They don't want to offend me by calling me crazy. So they don't. The, the politically correct culture that we live in this current day and age, it, it makes me wonder if people think that I'm fucking nuts, but they don't call me out on it because they don't want to offend me. And I'm okay with being offended because I don't get offended by anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know? I guess. I don't know. I, th I think in my case of, you know, maybe having the term psychic, which, you know, is, is really a limiting term, but, um, but I think sometimes people use that as a, as a means to attack and assault. Maybe, maybe you've just gotten lucky. Give it some more time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we, our work would be unneeded if there wasn't a little bit of resistance there in, in what we're doing, but um yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, and I don't mind it, you know, like you can call me every name in the book, as long as you're not threatening my family or anything because of it, I'm good. Right. Exactly. You know, me or my family, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's, it's, it's just is what it is. And people are people and we're a different kind of breed. Yeah. And talk is cheap. Very much so. And small talk is very difficult for me now um, because of what I know. I'd rather yeah. talk about all the crazy shit going on in the world than like sports or movies or whatever. Movies I'm still into, you know, I'm a gamer too. And I connect with younger people on that kind of stuff. And then I'll throw out like a conspiracy theory and ask them what they think about it and stuff. And most, most like nine times out of 10, these younger kids really know what's going on because of the TikTok generation. There's a lot of conspiracy theorists yeah. on there now. They're and, going right into it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. Like for me, I had to like wait till uh, until I was 30 to like go through this depression estate because yeah. I realized that there's so much fucking evil going on in the world that's plotting against us. Yeah, we had to go and through it hard way, huh? And, exactly, and yeah. It's just, it's wild. So how did your Kundalini uh, awakening happen? Was it through meditation or was it by accident or what? Oh man, well, it was kind of- How do you know? How do you know? Oh, you know, believe me, you know, it, 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 if you've ever seen Alex Gray's work where you, where you see like the, the two serpents crawling up the spine and you see how it, I'll have to send you something later, but you know, it, it actually, 
I don't know how to describe it. Every single cell in your body comes to life. You're walking around right now probably with maybe, maybe 10% of your soul energy in your vessel at this time. Maybe if that. And when you have a Kundalini activation, almost, well, 100% of your light body whole body your vessel lights up your soul lights up and you tap into that whole soul and then you come back into your body you're like wow with all this conscious memory of this whole soul that's in another reality that's way larger than your human your human self i don't know how else to describe it it's just it's undeniable when it was it was it intentional for you though like that was part of the question i think well, I was trying to answer that there. It was a little bit of both. I was already very much into Kundalini yoga and, and meditation and that kind of stuff for probably 10 years. I had been practicing Kundalini yoga and uh, not knowing what Kundalini was. Wow. Know? And so I was just practicing because I had a bad back. And at the same time, I was also a single mom and I had put myself through college and I was working my butt off and juggling jobs and trying to raise this kid and, and and doing everything the world told me to do and 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 getting my heart broken and all these horrible relationships that were falling apart on me and I had a very very difficult childhood being an MK ultra sexual child ritual abuse um, and so I was exposed to, to a lot of things in my life and so I got so heartbroken that by the time my Kundalini activation happened it was kind of it was mostly out of suffering that that happened and, and at the same time, yes, I did practice meditation. And yes, I did finally, you know, I was able to astral uh, project through meditative states as well. But mostly it happened through suffering. That's, that's insane. I mean, like, a lot of people say you, you don't know who God is unless you suffer, you know? Yeah, most souls that have full-blown illumination, they, they go through a complete collapse of, of the ego self, of the false sense of self. And it's kind of like having an egg drop on the floor and crack into a thousand pieces and then, you know, the, the juice comes out. <laughs> it's kind of just like when a, like a, say, let's say an, uh, a heroin addict hits rock bottom and they, they get themselves, they pick themselves up and get away from the addiction and move forward. Yeah, it's it's a very common um, thread for, for a lot of souls that when they when they hit that rock bottom, they they crack open and then the soul comes out. Yeah. Well, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? <laughs> well, and it's <laughs> funny because you don't know, you don't know that your soul's not really necessarily there with you until you have that activation because you know, a part of your soul is always with you, but, but, uh, when it fully comes online like that, I have full blown memory and remembrance of every single timeline on earth, as well as galactic lives prior to earth. I have full blown memory of being in Lyra and then going into Pleiades and then, uh, even in the angelic realms prior to ever going into any of the other planetary systems. I have memory of all of that memory of coming in and incarnating through Lemuria, memory of um, Egypt, memory of all these different timelines. And so it's like my whole soul is here. My whole, my memories are all here. I have memory being in my mother's womb. It's powerful. <laughs> wow. So these other timelines that you talk about, are they, 
where your soul was uh, in previous incarnations? Yes. Okay. How far does it go back for you? I mean, <laughs> and, I, and I sent you the episode I did with Is- Ismail Perez, and he told me, like, once everybody's activated, they're all going to remember everything of where they were. Yes. Yes, I agree with him on that. And that's what happens when you get activated is you have all those memories. Your soul actually remembers everything. But you don't necessarily tap into that in your human life because maybe you're already carrying traumas in this life that are unhealed. That's why doing the healing work is so important. A lot of the clients that I work with, we do healing in their incarnation for this life first because until you peel away that layer, you can't get into past lives and then you have to peel that layer away and you get into galactic lives and so on and so forth it's it's a layer by layer thing and yes your soul at the end of the day remembers everything that's why i said i i have memory of being in the womb i can remember squishing stuff in there and seeing the light coming through and and remember you know traveling through the cosmos into my mother's womb so that i could and talking to the spirit guides about what my life was going to be like i remember i'm telling you like you, when your soul comes online like that, you, you remember everything. And again, we don't need to have communication. We don't need telephones or any of that because we're telepathic beings. So my, my twin flame connection is completely entirely telepathic. We have had a little bit of conversation throughout the 12 years or 13 years that we've been connected, but most of it's telepathic. We don't need to sit and hold hands and, and talk to each other in the physical world because we're we're literally so telepathic that there's no need it's almost like being human and talking in the human world is so 3d that it gets in the way of the soul you know especially the twin flame It, it, it literally gets in the way of the soul connection so we stay more telepathic that's insane how did you guys meet we met through the activation, through going to God and, and basically meeting God and then going all the way into 27th dimensional consciousness. Then we were shown each other from that reality. And then later in time, a few months later, about nine months later, we were introduced in the physical world. We were brought <laughs> together. And then we went through so many rites and rituals and ceremonials through, through spirit guides that were guiding us that we spent you know, it's been 13 years or 14 years now that we've spent um, merging, going through Hyros Gamos and learning. It's a it's basically it's like sewing the soul back together because you were you were one soul at one point And now you're merging that soul, the soul energy back together with the masculine and the feminine. It's a form of spiritual marriage. Because the <clears throat> the human soul. um is comprised of both masculine and feminine energy, correct? Well, it is, but but um, we do have masculine and feminine bodies, you know. So which so, uh, which should be um, what we stick to <laughs> in this incarnation, correct? Well, there's been a lot of manipulation to the DNA and to the the beings, to both the soul and the and the genetic beings. So there are some some and I, and whoever's listening, don't take this the wrong way, but there are a lot of distortions to our vessels, even um, 
through the hijacking of our DNA since the beginning of time, and they've even hijacked animals. And so can that uh, manifest as two males or two females or, or whatnot? Well, it can in certain ways because there's a lot of splitting of energy and splitting of DNA. That can, that can manifest in a lot of screwy ways. So not to get too deep on that subject, but certainly there's been some distortions, both spiritually as well as genetically. Just like what we saw with the last couple of years, what they were trying to gen- genetically alter us with. Yeah, that's been happening since the beginning of time, causing all of the fragmentation of that DNA. They're calling it junk DNA, but it's not junk. You were originally a 12 strand DNA with your twin flame. You would be a 24 strand DNA. And then with the God consciousness, you are now a 48 strand DNA. There's being right there. And now we're down to two. We got a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. So so what do you think? that can manifest into problems but what do you think the future is for like (sighs) okay so i heard somebody the other day i think it was yesterday or two days ago on a podcast and they said the whole 5d ascension thing is bullshit because what are you guys gonna do you're gonna ascend because we didn't raise our vibrational energy you are ascending you're gonna leave us behind fuck you well, that's if, that's, if that's how they want to feel, then that sounds like a little bit of a pity party as opposed to just doing the work to raise your vibration. I mean, I, that's what I was thinking as well don't, when don't, he said that. Yeah. That's, that's like getting mad at some kid at school that got A's in class when you just didn't want to apply yourself. And right. so it's not the kid that got A's that's the bad one. It's, it's just apply yourself and quit your bitching. yeah yeah you got to do the soul work and there's no soul on the planet or any other planet that's going to get out of that they can avoid it as long as they want and go into dark space for infinity if they want to but that's not going to get them where they want to go and and is it is it the fault of those that are raising their vibration no and 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 really it's they quite frankly when you start to step into alignment with your soul and you start to go on the path of ascension it's actually very hard to, to quote unquote leave behind your loved ones it's not that you're leaving them behind it's just that you are ascending and you have to trust that they'll get there when they're ready it's it's an individual soul thing first and foremost yeah i said it i said it numerous times like i when i first woke up i was like i wanted everybody to come with me i was like oh come on guys like wake up look at all the shit that's going on right but then you get out of that and you're like okay well I guess they're just not ready yet. Yeah. And, and you have to honor being so like evangelical, like, like the street preachers or the people who go to door to door, like the Mormons <laughs> or whatever, you know, I just stopped doing it. And if people right. want to discuss anything about, about it with me, it's all good, but I'm That's not going right. to push on anybody. That's right. Well, that's why a lot of what I do now is in a private Patreon community or workshops and those kinds of things, because I put stuff out there. But, you know, if you're not resonant with it and you're not really ready to apply yourself, you're, you know, then you're just not ready. And that's OK. I'm not going to yeah. push on anybody. But for sure. But I'm not going to cast my pearls before swine either. And so those that that truly aren't, because, aren't, you know, there's a lot of dark forces out there. And I talk 
um, I made a video, I don't know if you saw this one, about the dragon moth beings. These are like the white Draco beings, and they're very, very, very cunning and clever and ferocious and uh, nauseating, really, energetically, if you feel them trying to hijack your, your chakras, because that's how they connect to you. And they like to play into the false light community, so they, they will hijack codes of ascension or they try to hijack the codes of ascension because they're basically trying to hijack their path to the godhood if you will but they don't understand that they're never going to make it because they don't have the frequency they'll never be able to get in the frequency with that mentality right hijacking and siphoning and stealing things without earning it energetically or without getting in alignment or without doing the soul work it's never going to happen but they have they're like thieves kind of thing right yeah they're thieves of 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 the ascension codes really and so you know i think for a lot of people that are way showers it's really important to understand that that you can't just cast the pearls out there to every single person that this a lot of the teachings we're basically reliving the timelines of the Essenes and the Essenes if you if you know much about that story is that they really ended up having to kind of go underground with some of their knowledge for the same exact reasons because the dark beings that have been really trying to hijack us and and the light really since the beginning of time it's like it's like they want the treat, they want the candy, but they don't want to do the work, you know? <laughs> yeah, for it sure. It doesn't work that way. So, but anyway, <clears throat> we're, we're reliving that timeline. And so it's important to, to be careful of who you're giving sacred knowledge to, because not everybody's totally ready for it. And some of them are misusing it. And you see that a lot when you go into the public and listen to all of the 20 year olds on TikTok talking about twin flames when most of them truly are not activated and they're mimicking language and they're repeating things but they're spreading the wrong information and it's creating matrix layer upon matrix layer so it's just like man we're over here trying to stop the matrix and and correct it and rewrite the codes and you're over here making more matrix like what is going on yeah it's like it's like when people learn about like <clears throat> white and black magic and then they start like using it for materialistic gain, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Right. Like yeah. I don't mess with it myself because <laughs> I don't, I just don't want any kind of uh, negative repercussions. And I, I know it's real, but I just yeah. don't mess with it. Right. Well, and the fact that they're looking for, for material gain from it is, is going to spit them right out of some of the higher states of consciousness or some of the higher dimensions. Because once you start going there with those intentions, they'll spit you out. The guardians of the universe will kick you right out of that plane. Nope, not coming here. Yeah. That's why they don't access Akashic Records. Nope, not coming here. You're, you you got impurities and those impurities in your spirit body are going to cause you to get ricocheted back out. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a reason why in the Bible that, do you believe that the God of the Bible is the true God? Um, no. Or do you believe I... that multiple gods in the Bible and there's one hidden in there and you have to look at his attributes to, to realize if it's the correct God or not?
<laughs> well, whenever <laughs> we get into conversations about God, oh boy, isn't that why the whole world has always been at war with each other? Mm-hmm. But in my experience of going into the nanosecond and touching God again, if you will, or being touched by God, uh, you know, God is a, a, a collective um, conscious. God is a, a, a an omnipresent energy that is everywhere at all times. God is me and you. In, in everything, in you and I and everybody. Right. God is in everything. And so is the God in the Bible the one? Well, not necessarily, but then yes, at the same time, God is everything and everyone. So does that mean that, that everything in the Bible is true? No. But does it mean that, that God was God's presence was there? Well, yes. God's presence was with everyone that ever wrote anything. Only sometimes it wasn't God's <laughs> presence. Sometimes it was also the presence, presence of maybe negative aliens or demonic entities that were trying to pretend that they were God. And boy, does that happen a lot. And so, you know, you have to use your, your soul to, to feel into what's in alignment with truth and what's not. And that's why, and, and you know, words, human words really get people twisted up, don't they? I had a session today with a couple and, and they fought almost the whole way through the session because one person said, always, you always do this. And the word always triggered the other person and it became an argument for an hour long. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, so one word can be very misconstrued. And, and now we have a whole Bible full of all of these, you know, teachings from all of these different people's books from all of these centuries been translated a zillion different times. And we're supposed to, to decipher truth out of there. Yes, because you have to <clears throat> you have to decode. You have to decode everything in your own reality in order for you to get in alignment with your soul. And when you do get in alignment with your soul, and I mean fully, you'll become fully activated. I love that. Now, everybody's at different states of awakening right now, but not everybody is fully activated. In fact, I would venture to say that less than 5% of humanity is fully activated. That's kind of scary, (laughs) especially in these times that we're living in. Well, it's not, though, because if you think about it, see, the, the prime creator is so perfectly brilliant. If everybody was fully activated right now, the world would stop. We wouldn't have people working at the post office. We wouldn't have people doing their grocery store jobs. We wouldn't have anything wouldn't be working because when you get activated like I did and like some others did, I ended up homeless for almost for years. Oh, wow. I was living in my car. I was doing what Christ did. I was going into the caves talking to God and and getting all the codes and getting all the information and reintegrating and going through year after year after year of that. And so can everybody do that all at the same time? It would be disastrous. Right. So so everybody's awakening at different stages for, for, for a divine plan, a divine orchestra. It's like these ones over here are playing the drum and these ones over here are doing the violin and, and, and the great creator knows what all of us are doing at all times and why. So it's perfect. Wow. Everybody will awaken when it's their divine time, fully awaken. When Just like we were talking about earlier. It's like, you can't, you can't activate somebody else. You have to let that, you can throw a seed at them. Yes. It's up to them to water it or not, but if they don't water it, then 
I guess they don't want to do the work that are ready for it, right? So well, and not everybody's gonna awaken fully, like full blown enlightenment in this lifetime. Right away. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I know a lot of people don't like to hear that because they're like, I don't ever want to come back. And and I just want to be there. And why didn't they give me Akashic Records? I hear it from almost every client I work with. Why why aren't I getting access to Akashic Records? Where's my twin flame? Where's this? Well, because you may not be contracted to have that experience in this timeline. Now uh, on some level, you're already that awakened guru in some timeline. So, you know, yeah, see, <laughs> that's the thing, too. Like, I wanted to ask you earlier about, but you just kind of answered my question already. Like, because I feel like I don't hear from my guides, or I don't, I haven't been to the Akashic Records, and I question myself why. But I think you just answered it because maybe I'm just not on that level yet you know i shouldn't be frustrated about it i should just accept where everything yeah. has come into my life right now exactly and it's that acceptance and that surrender that is the energy that brings you there anyways and those that are resisting it like why aren't i getting it and they're getting mad and they're you know like for trying to force themselves into 10 sessions a week to try to to get there and hiring every guru out there and it's like no nah, it's not going to work that way now yes we can help you to lead you in certain ways but you also have to give yourself some time for evolution and and it's funny because you were talking about being red pilled before right how you once you awaken it's like you can't go backwards in consciousness so i have my twin flames likes to say it like once once a pickle never a cucumber again like, right. you know, once your soul's been totally pickled, there yeah. will never be any going back. Well, you're getting red pilled. You are getting red pilled at the state of consciousness that your soul can accept in each moment in time. And, and oh. the, you know, as, you, as your soul's ready, it's going to keep revealing things to you one day to the next day to the next day. And if you tried to force that on your own self, you would choke on it. And if you try to force it on anybody else, they'll choke on it, too. And I'm talking energetically, like... There, people's psyches aren't all ready to receive what they're going to receive. And, and by the way, I'm talking like galactivations, like like Ishmael and I have gone through. The, those kind of galactic galactivations that happen in the galactic realms, you see a lot. And I promise you that not everybody's ready to see what they're going to see there. <laughs> I believe that. Um, like... I, I I use the allegory like yeah I've I've taken the red pill already like Neo right mm -hmm. and I could I could be on a steady diet of blue pills but there's no going back after you take that mm -hmm. red pill. Well, you're you're on that journey now, and so because you're on that journey, you're going to become more and more and more a magnet to the universe for the universe to disclose to you what the universe feels you're ready to see in each moment in time. And they and they reveal things to us line upon line, precept upon precept, and and also it's kind of like the Da Vinci Code. At some point, you crack the code, and when you crack the code, that's when you come fully online. So you're in the process right now of cracking the code to that big giant cosmic rubik's cube i i love this conversation right now because <laughs> I, I feel like it, everything's coming together for me right now in this moment you know like i i as much as as much as i feel frustrated with not being able to be on the next level i'm okay with it you know yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at peace with myself
Well, and the greatest of the greatest of us are, are frustrated at certain things. I mean, you don't think that there's times that me or, or any of the others out there are, are just wishing that some other parts would be all the way there right here, right now. I've seen it. I've seen the whole ending. I've seen the whole story of humanity, beginning, middle and end and everything in between. And I know in the end, the, the beauty that's there with New Earth and, and with the, the angelic codes and the angelic humans all being embodied. Oh, my God. It's so unbelievably lovely. It is so perfect. I don't want to ruin the end for anybody, but let me tell you something. It's really good. It's it's like a true utopia. <laughs> it is so worth right. fighting for. So. As dystopian as we seem at this moment, <laughs> it's going to be amazing when we completely ascend. Man, we're going to kick and scream a little along the way and we're going to cry like little kids hiking up a mountain and getting upset when, you know, it gets a little rough sometimes. But at the end, when you get on the top and you look down at the view of everything you went through, it is so good. So worth it. Like (laughs) all of your frustrations and your complaints will go like, like you said, there will be no more tears, you know, and we're going to be in birth pangs. That's well, right. We get it, right. That's right. A pain-free existence with everything that is perfectly beautiful. And and you'll see that everything was divinely perfect. The creator was one million percent perfect about every bit of it, including the screwy stuff like Jeffrey Dahmer's behaviors. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's even a divine plan in that too. So you know, and, and you just have to kind of have this this bigger, bigger than life faith in something beyond this little teeny tiny earthly reality, which is tiny in comparison to our galactic cosmic multidimensional selves. Oh, it's so funny that you say that because <clears throat> uh, the trailer or the snippet that I put out for my last episode with my friend Tiana, who's up here in Canada. I, I, I said, like, so many people aren't willing yet to accept that there's a reality beyond what they perceive. Well, and that's why I don't like the whole flatters, rounders, baloney. Like, the well, that's that's a selling, that's you know? that causes arguments upon arguments, and I it's mean, like I'm I, telling I don't you, it's it's a small-minded conversation, really, is, compared to is. the galactic self. Because when you get out of body and you're up there where where God is, if you will, where where the highest aspect of the soul is, and you're looking down, the Earth plane is literally as small as a piece of sand in the in the in the ocean compared to all that's in the cosmos you you really want to sit there and battle over whether it's round or flat for crying out loud like it's very small-minded when you're talking about galactic stuff so (laughs) (laughs) i just kind of distance myself from those conversations but so do i so do i like i'm I'm interested in it don't get me wrong but i'm not about to like uh argue about it you know i won't argue about any of these conspiratorial topics i just take what i see and i just roll with it i don't argue with anybody about it it's because arguing is senseless it doesn't it's not going to get you anywhere 
Well, it, it really isn't. And, and again, when you're, when you zoom out from that perspective where God is and you look down onto the earth, it's like this little teeny tiny speck of sand. There's so much else out there. And, and I think that that's why these dark forces love to get everybody conflicting over those smaller conversations, because as long as you're focused on something small like that, you're never going to get to see how big you really are in the soul world. And that's what they want, isn't it? Is to keep you away from understanding that you are God incarnate. Right. You're God incarnate. Why are you going to be over there squabbling over what color your skin is? You chose that skin color, silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you chose the whole thing. Why, why are you squabbling? <laughs> exactly so what what are your thoughts on about like these people who run the world like do they just not get it are they in some kind of a cult well they are ooh, these are some really deep conversations because there are they, they think that they're doing the right thing well, I think to some degree there's that and I think that there's also some very very advanced advanced negative aliens that know that they're not doing the right thing but they're masters at sorcery they know how to invert energy which means they know how to get you to violate the spiritual laws without them having the karma for it right they even know how to reincarnate into the same bloodlines lifetime upon lifetime i've heard that as well yeah and so and so the you're talking about some very ancient bloodlines of a very very clever intelligent ets essentially that are incarnating into human form and definitely are nefarious and the reason why they're doing that is because they know that as long as they can keep running the show on this planet they can keep feeding off of your energy. If sure. you realize that you are the God that you are and you stop becoming a slave to them and they actually have to get up and do the job their own selves, their game, their gig is up and they're not going to make it into the higher dimensions because, and by the way, you have to remember that old Bible story long, long ago, prior to the pre-mortal years where many of those beings already chose that they were not going to go into the light. They did not want to agree with the light. There were, there were a third of the angels in the host of heavens that didn't want to abide by the spiritual laws. Oh, they wanted to, um, fall with satan right well they want yeah they wanted to they wanted to force everybody to do it the way that they thought that was right as and you see that kind of playing out in humanity too when you see what we call the virtue signalers right or the quote unquote christians that are disembodied they're not embodying the codes of the christ consciousness and yet they're calling their themselves christians well that's kind of like they're disembodied energetically so they they're not honoring the true codes of free will right? We want you to do it. Our, our church is the only church that's true. And, and all of that is distortions. It's fallen angel technologies, essentially. Yeah, I saw that video that you posted about, um, you know, like religious trauma. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a big one, because what happens, and by the way, that's also MK Ultra programming, as well as negative alien programs that are wired into the matrix through religious programs, where 
you know, they'll get you to go to these churches. And in the churches, there's a lot of truth there. So people go and they're like, oh, gosh, this feels good. Okay, I feel the Holy Spirit here. And, and they're feeling some truth there. But then they have the matrix, the checkerboard, where there's woven in there some things that are not true. And it causes you to fall out of alignment with spirit, with source. But you and keep so going back. You keep going back because you get that little moment of the Holy Spirit feeling and you're like, oh, bah, but I felt good. And when I prayed, I got I got confirmation. And so you're getting your tap. It's like they tap you into God and then they shoot you right out of the out of the channel again. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're distorting your soul and it causes this checkerboard and you're torn and you're like one part of you likes it. But the other part doesn't know why they're doing polygamy and it doesn't feel right. But you got this confirmation <laughs> from the Holy Spirit. So you want to go again. And, and it's like it's like a Stockholm syndrome. Absolutely. It's like they go from suck to blow every Sunday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it's just like like I for me, I was never raised religious, but I came to this point where I started realizing that holy shit, the battle of good and evil is real. And then I started going to church. I got rebaptized. And then I dug into the Bible. I studied it and studied it and studied it. And then I got out of it again because I, I, I was, I was brainwashing myself in, into uh, dogmatic behavior. Right. And that's the wounding is, is the wounding comes from that. It comes from you really wanting to be right with God and going there thinking that it's a way to, to get right with God and then getting told that you're a sinner and you were born a sinner and you're going to hell if you don't do this, this and this. And your spirit's kind of like traumatized from that because that's, that's not in alignment with truth. And exactly. so and so it's like you're going there for, for healing and instead you get wounded. And then what happens is it causes the soul to get so traumatized that they start to reject God and reject their soul and reject anything spiritual because they, they got so wounded from that which was false. So really it's pulling you away from source as opposed to bringing you closer. And, and that's what that video was about is to really help people understand that they need to work through those wounds and understand that because they were wounded doesn't mean that they come from a, a God that wants to punish them. That was just a distortion. And you shouldn't allow that to interfere with your true pursuit of connection with source. Right. And there's some good pastors out there. I got to say, there's this one guy up in here in Canada. His name is Bruxy Cavey. Mm -hmm. And he's, he looks like Jesus. You know, he's got the long hair, the beard, <laughs> and everything. Right? Cool guy. Right. Yeah. Um, he runs a, what's they call it? Like a universal church kind of thing where it's like all inclusive, yeah. but he doesn't do the gay LGBTQ thing. Like yeah. a lot of people are doing now. I don't know if he's going to go in that direction, but his, his, his main um, message was that Jesus is not a religion. It's a relationship. And that really, like, really hit me on the head when I yeah. first started going into that kind of thing, right? Right. It's like, it sounds better than what I've heard, you know? Right. And I and would even venture to take that a little further and, and say that, that Jesus isn't even just a relationship, but Jesus is an, an energy to embody. Exactly. Be the Christ. Like, be the Christ. Be like him. Treat other people how you want to be treated. Right. Be the That's, love. Which is the golden rule, which sums up all Ten Commandments. 
Right. Jesus, to me, when I talk about Christ, I talk about the energy of love. Christ means love, right? If you start interpreting everything that you ever read that Christ ever said or that, that's repeated that Christ said, and you change it from Christ to love, you're going to understand what I'm talking about, right? It's an energy of love. Christ consciousness is the consciousness of love for one another, for the soul, for, for every soul. Yeah, for sure. And like ever since I came to that realization as well, I will look, like listen to a love song, like all these cheesy love songs that I've heard in the past. And I hear them again and they could be talking about Jesus instead of their lover. Right. Totally. Yeah. Or they can, yeah, totally. And, and, and to take it even a little bit further in terms of the twin flame, when you begin to look at everybody with those eyes of love, that's when you are in a state energetically to magnetize your divine counterpart. It's only in that unity consciousness that that happens. I'm still waiting very patiently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens when it's meant to, that's for sure. And, and it's again, funny because I had uh, a very traumatic relationship uh, a few years back. And ever since then, I was like, never again, you know, and I, I've been with one other girl after that. And I realized she wasn't for me. God bless her soul. But I'm just waiting now very patiently and not jumping into anything to satisfy my base desires. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Well, and that's kind of what each one is, has been in our lives for, is each one teaches us something. So again, it comes back to cracking that Da Vinci code and learning the lessons of love from every mate that you've ever been with. Each one of them was there to teach you one of the codes of love. Oh, I, I do not disagree with that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And even the, the girl that I was with that I had a traumatic relationship with, she said the same thing. Like, all the relationships that I've been in in the past were meant to, like, uh, teach me to be with you. And then that went sour. And it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how the spirit guides like to do. They move us from place to place and people to people and thing to thing until we get all the codes. And then, bam. <laughs> and then you can see all the red flags from here on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you get more and more crystal. It's so crazy. It's like this life experience to me is so amazing. Um, I take all the negative and transmute it to good. <clears throat> and I see all these. There's a lot of Christians that I know, uh, a couple people in particular, and they just want to get off this planet. And I'm thinking, dude, can you not enjoy this life? Like, why do you want to get out of here? Like, they're because like they've been programmed. suicidal. Well, because they've been programmed to believe that heaven is is a place away from here, as opposed to the truth, which is heaven is on earth when we align with our soul. And so they believe that that when they die, they're just going to go right to heaven, and and it really does not work that way at all. Wherever you go, you're going to you're going to go with yourself. You're going to take yourself with you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're running from your own self and in, in thinking that you're just going to die and go to heaven and it'll be better there. 
than it is here. You, yeah. You <clears throat> through, through your consciousness and through your capacity to be in alignment with the spiritual laws of the universe. And like, I, I live so minimalistically now ever since I had that last relationship and I got all my beloved material possessions stolen from me through a break in at a storage system, a storage unit that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess, you know, I was super heartbroken. I was a little bit depressed, but at the same time, I was high enough in the conscious level to, to be like, okay, I guess this is you saying none of that shit matters. So I'm going to keep pressing forward. That's and right. uh, yeah. And you gotta, that's, that's how you transmute the, the negative to a positive. That's right. Well, and sometimes the soul has to go through lessons of humility before it's going to go through, you know, abundance codes because you're being tested. Really, you are being tested. And, and you know, is your heart pure? Are you able to, to truly find joy even in your poverty? There's a beautiful song that Jewel made called Hands. Have you ever heard that song, Hands? I haven't. No, um, I, I know. I know Jewel, though, for sure. You get, you get when you hang up with this, you're gonna listen to her song "Hands." It's really okay. beautiful. It's gonna touch you because it, it talks about exactly that. But um, yeah, really, really, really touching. And, and so, yes, sometimes the the spirit will pull us back. In fact, I was gonna do a TikTok. I need to remember to do this, but I was gonna do a TikTok about this download that I got, where the spirit was kind of showing me a bow and arrow. And it was showing us to the collective right now that it's kind of like when you pull back the bow and you put all that, you're pulling it back, right? You're pulling it back and then you let it go. The arrow is going to shoot forward even farther. So the further you pull it back, the more it's going to shoot farther ahead. And so the, the, the collective is going through this right now in a way that we're getting stretched so freaking much by these quote unquote wannabe elite demons. And yep. they're, they're pulling us backwards so much. And it's so. But when that arrow shoots forward, meaning each soul that's going to go into alignment with his, itself and, and step into their role or whatever it is that they're going to do, they're going to shoot out higher and farther and rise higher than they've ever been before. That they never so, thought possible. Exactly. So yep. so this is kind of a stretching lesson for everybody that we're going through here is, yeah, it's forcing a lot of people to wake up. And it really isn't. And to tell you the truth, I've been on this journey for a lot of years, well over 15 now. And I can tell you that the progress we've made as a collective of humanity from 15 years ago to today is unbelievable. Because when I first had my third eye opening in 2008, I think... Facebook had just started the year before. It was brand new. Oh, yeah, yeah. And back then, nobody was talking about third eyes or twin flames or any of that stuff. I didn't. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I, I needed to go to a mental hospital. I didn't know anything about third eyes. I'd never heard of them before. <laughs> you know, and it happened to me. And I was like, uh-oh, I think I just snapped. I think I just lost my mind. But I liked it because it was all love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, if this is crazy, count me in. <laughs> exactly. 
but exactly. there was no guidance back then there was no information online back then at all whatsoever and as the years went on even with twin flames i had people think telling me i was crazy even close family members and friends and everybody they thought i was completely lost my mind there was no information about twin flames back then either we were some of the first way showers some of the first waivers first and second waivers that were coming through carving the path and pioneering through the darkness to present this information into the world now so that all the 20 year olds on TikTok can repeat and regurgitate. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, there was yeah, no but that's the thing though. And we were talking about it earlier, how, how like these people, these younger people are catching on, but they haven't done, they haven't gone what you and I've been through. Right. They're resonating with the information, which is great. But yeah, there's a difference between because it's just like going to church. There's a difference between reading the Bible and reading about Christ, um, Christ's story versus having your own Christ story. Right. It's a bit, big difference. And it's OK, because as long as they're resonating, it's, it's going to help them on their journey, too, which is fine. It's good. But all I can say is that from where we were 15 years ago, when Facebook barely came out and having no information and, and nobody really understanding what was going on with the cabal or understanding the Illuminati or any of that other stuff to today where, well, pretty much every other video that you get on TikTok, somebody's talking about it. Yeah. It going away. <laughs> and so we're, we're really, we're really over that 50% mark now that we really need for the collective ascension. So I think that we've done the bulk of the meaty work, but we also have a lot of work now because we're fighting against losing these platforms and being censored and, and uh, you know, all of the, the laws that they put into place around, and we're talking fake laws that they just shoved through the gates while everybody was distracted being on lockdown and everything else else so they're in a fast grab these dark beings they're in a fast grab to have full-blown control over humanity and they're very very close to being able to make that happen and all the while all the beings that are waking up are fighting against it and we're we're in a battle here that is like oh man we're we're going right through the eye of the storm and we're gonna be very lucky to skim through it yeah we absolutely are like i tell people all the time like you guys are waiting for World War Three to happen. We're already fucking in it, dude. We already are. We really are. Like, it's not going to be fought with nukes. It's fought with our mind and our spirit. Well, there's that. Now, there there may be the other part, too. Um, well, there could be that, too, because ever since I was a child, I've had multiple vivid dreams about being in a situation where, you know, my parents and I are watching TV and all of a sudden... You see people, the, the newscast, the broadcast is like, here it is, folks. Uh, the nuclear uh, missiles are heading towards our soil. Our nuclear missiles are headed towards their soil. And then we're holding hands and, and praying. And then we see that flash and we're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had That's- multiple dreams like that. I've had, um, I've remote viewed that timeline in the astral plane and watched the end of the earth where it all blows up now whether or not that timeline happens or whether we skip it is is kind of up to humanity because we can jump timelines you know Mm -hmm. so that's really what we're trying to do now is we're trying to collectively jump that timeline 
Yeah. And that's why so many awakened when they did. And so many, uh, a, a lot of others got similar vision to what I got also. There's been a handful of others that have seen similar visions. Um, but if we can jump that timeline, that'll be great because humanity is about to be annihilated. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, that's why so many star seeds uh, like myself incarnated at this timeline so that we could stop that from happening. But my my other thought about that is these demons know that we know that it's all about the spirit, right? So they're probably like, fuck it, let's just nuke them since they know that it's about the spirit uh, outside of their flesh body. What do we have to lose if we nuke them? Right, well... I, the way that I understand it, and, and this could this is just my interpretation of some of the visions and, and remote viewing that I did, but I was also taken into the underground tunnels. And um, I was shown that in these underground tunnels, they have these they have entire cities down there. They uh, are uh, also uh, beasts, uh, beasts of the field, as the Bible would call it, um, like dog men and like people like genetic hybrids and shit yeah Yeah. i was shown that too and also that they uh of course the things that they're doing down there with the children is definitely as bad as you could imagine yeah i don't even want to think about it mm -hmm. and um and they're prepared to live down there long term so that when the nukes go off on the upper part of the earth it's not going to affect them Right. They're going to know when the nukes go off and they're going to be down there safely. Yeah, they're prepared for it. They're totally prepared for it. And so, um, and they're prepared to live down there for long term because then, you know, over time as the world turns and goes through years upon years upon years of of healing and clearing its own self from from the damage from the the nuclear waste, they, they won't be scathed by it at all. And they'll have obtained all of the resources. However, the positive side of that is, is that, and and this is where it gets a little bit tricky, I think, to try to explain to people, let alone for us to really understand how it's going to work. I can just tell you what I was shown in, in visuals and you know how the spirit world works. Sometimes you'll see things and how that manifests in the physical world. I don't know. It, it can be. It can be different. It's like trying to interpret a dream. So uh, I I did see that the world at that point in time, the new earth would be birthed, meaning all of the souls that that are aligning with God and everything else are just going to ascend. It's like you blink your eyes and you wake up and you're on new earth. And well, all do, the souls. Do you, that that, do you think? Sorry to cut you off. Do you think that's what the rapture is? I do believe so. I, I believe that, that there's a collective rapture. And I also believe that there's an individual rapture that the soul will go through on their own, in their own raptures. You know, they'll go through their, you will go through your own rapture, but a collective one. Yes. I do believe that that's how it's going to go. Like many people will disappear and be on the 5d plane. Whereas other, everybody else will be left behind. Yeah. You're literally going to blink and wake up and be on new earth. And all the other souls are going to be descending into that old world. And that old world is going to, I was shown, have a, another 4,000-year cycle. Oh, darker, wow. darker, A darker world than what we see today. 
Right. And for a longer time, Mm -hmm. it's going to descend backwards and it's going to be darker for them. And it's because those souls that that still didn't get right, that still didn't, you know, they just didn't awaken during that time. They're going to feel it. They're going to, you know, it's kind of like you can live in sin. And I know a lot of people don't like the word sin, but you can live against the self or against the spiritual laws for a long time until your soul fight i mean one day your soul is finally gonna suffer and be like why do i feel so bad right. it's all about feeling good you know and, and when you don't feel good you have to ask yourself what am i doing that's not not in alignment with myself because when you're in alignment with yourself your, your source you're you're gonna feel good <laughs> well yeah that's the the thing is about sin the word sin itself means to miss the mark right the word sin means against the self. Against self or to miss the mark. Like you're you're yeah. you're aiming for a target and if you miss the target, you're sinning. Yeah, you're <clears> out of alignment. You're it, not- doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean you're gonna go to hell. Well, but when you're out of alignment with your soul, isn't that hell in and of itself? Well, Feels exactly. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And that's the thing, we have to constantly correct ourselves in order to get in alignment. Right. It's hell to, to hit that bullseye. It's hell when you're sitting there in the dark inside of your body going, why do I feel like shit? What did I do wrong? What am I yeah. doing? Where's the answer? Well, that's hell. You're, you're in hell because you're trying to figure out, you're trying to remember, you're trying to eliminate the ego within you to get out of the way long enough to figure out what you're not doing right to your soul. Beautifully said. So? Very beautifully said. <laughs> I love it. I think um, we could probably go on for hours, but I think I'm going to uh, cut it a little bit short here. It's not short. We, we, we went for a while. But uh, do you want to plug anything where my cartel could uh, find you? Absolutely. If somebody wants to find me, they can go to ellenred.com. Um, on my website, they can find my link to YouTube. Um, and also they can go to Psychic Ellen Red on Facebook. Yeah, just go to the website and you can find all my links for TikTok, YouTube, and, and everywhere else. And those will be in the show notes for your uh, clicking pleasure if you want to <laughs> check out Ellen. <laughs> awesome. Ellen, thank you so much for showing up and thank you so much for your time. It was an absolute pleasure. And this is like, I always say it, it's like, this is church, you know? It is. It was, it was a pleasure. It was very good conversation. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm glad. Thank you. Okay. You have a good night and God bless you. Okay. You too. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Greetings, cartel. This is Nigel Bigot speaking. And uh, Davey, what did you think about uh, Miss uh, Ellen Red? Dude, it was amazing. It was like going to church again, you know, like every episode. Just like going to church. But, you know, I can't always describe how I feel when these conversations happen, but it it just blows my mind every time. And Ellen was no exception. And I'm so glad she put her time in to come on the show. And super thankful, Ellen. Thank you so much. Nigel, what are your thoughts? Yes, uh, she's also a very success for her and if you need any more nice than you are me 
Expect that from you. Are you getting more spiritual? Well, you know, maybe I can tell this with uh, hanging around you, but uh, whatever. It is what it is, but uh, Cartella, please, if you're listening, listening on Apple Podcast, please give a five star review. If you're listening on Spotify, click that star. With Nigel and Davy. That's Davy and Nigel, Nigel. Yes, uh, sorry, Nigel and Davy. <coughs> Dude, you blow my mind. I know, that's why you love me so much. I'm really cool with you. Anyway, if you love the show, give us five star reviews. Nigel, dude, don't ask for money, man. I know, sorry, Nick. But anyway, give us a tip. It's another part of work. But anyway, we love you, Cartel. And uh, next time, until next time. Nigel, what are you, drunk? Good night, Nigel. You too, Daddy. And Cartel, we love you, and good night.